0: What's up, Heard That Nation? Y'all have asked, and you've asked, and you've asked, and it's finally opened. The Heard That With Marisa online store at HeardThatWithMarisa.com. I got the merch. Finally happened. Swaggy tees, amazing hats, other kinds of different merchandise that I got on there. Check it out today. Thank you for supporting your girl. Uh, fill up a shopping bag with all kinds of stuff. Give away as gifts or keep it for yourself. All kinds of amazing swag and merchandise. Check it out today. Heard that with Marisa.com. I appreciate your support. I absolutely love doing volunteer service. I have met the most amazing people and some extraordinary kids as well. The cool thing that kids will always ask for when I am volunteering is books. If we have books available for them to take home because of their passion and love for reading. There's an amazing author out there by the name of Trevor Romain who has such cool books for kids that are fun and awesome with simple stories that kids can relate to and parents as well. The Trevor Romain company has a diverse collection of social and emotional learning resources to help children and their families become healthier, happier, and more confident. All heard that listeners. If you go on trevorromain.com today you get an exclusive 15% off your complete order by using the code HERDTHAT, H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T-1-5 at TrevorRomaine.com. TrevorRomaine, no E at the end of romaine.com today. What's up, Heard That Nation? Thank you for listening in the United States and around the world. Your girl just got back from Ann Arbor, Michigan from an exciting game this past weekend. Michigan took on Northwestern and Michigan won 33-7. Uh, it was cold. It was a reminder to me from the state that I grew up in. I grew up in the city of Lansing, that truly a state that is shaped as a mitten. They do celebrate all four seasons. Fall felt like winter for a little bit uh, when I went to the game. It was uh, started off in the uh, upper 40s, ended up being in the mid 50s by the time uh, third, fourth quarter rolled around. The sun came out for a little bit, but I didn't care. The excitement was in the air. Um, 109,000 people packed that stadium. And I I gotta tell you, it was was an amazing time that I had. That was my very first time going there as Michigan played a Big Ten opponent. My dad and I went years ago when they played, uh, I believe it was Rice, and it was just pure domination and we were in the way upper, upper seats. And just experiencing that and the electricity there, and it was a long time ago. But to experience this, I was near the 35 yard line uh, where majority of the families of players and friends of players sit. Uh, it was so cool to be surrounded by such amazing people. I mean, everybody there was nice. I met a couple of Northwestern fans that were really nice. And uh, if you follow me on Twitter, at LovelyMarisaT, T, I posted up some pictures from my trip as well as some people that I met. And I got to give them a shout out real quick um, during the tailgate. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, when it comes to Someone being a fan, a true fan of a particular team, a particular sport, tailgating to them, it is absolutely an art. It's a skill. You have to have it. Uh, I have never seen so many Maize and Blue tents, uh, um, so many cars that was uh, Maize and Blue, uh, camper trailers, RVs, uh, I mean, people that had all that stuff, you name it. It was from parking lot to parking lot from more than the eye could see. It was it was absolutely amazing to check out, all that out. And I did a live on my Facebook page, if you're following me, uh, Marisa Garnier-Tigney, T-I-G-N-E-Y. Uh, I, post, I did a Facebook Live and I just showed the people that were there watching and listening. It, I, I mean, I couldn't even capture how many tents and tailgaters that were out there, but everybody was just having a good time. Cold weather didn't defeat the the spirit of the football game. Um, Like I said, I met some cool Northwestern people. I got invited to so many people to come over and and enjoy their food. I mean, the atmosphere was electric. The food smelled amazing. Um, I don't think I got dinner till late at night after all was said and done, uh, after I I left the game, because it was just so much. But I got to give a shout out to a few people, because... Uh, They made my experience there absolutely amazing from the time I landed uh, until the time I left. I gotta give a shout out. She was a previous guest on my show, Michelle. Uh, Her Twitter handle is at BakingMom14. I appreciate uh, her taking me around and uh, helping me get to this amazing tailgate uh, hosted by the Jerks, and that is what they are, hashtag the Jerks. Um, Scott and Nicole, they were absolutely amazing. Skeets is their... uh, Actually, both of theirs at Skeets S K E E T S two four and at Mortgage Queen 08. They they were they were awesome. Uh, the cool thing, Scott won a pair of these amazing blue, amazing blue cleats that he won by Blue by ninety. Uh, they're also on Twitter. I gotta give a shout out to them B L U E B Y N I N E T Y. They were pretty cool. Uh, it was cool when you talk to people and you would have them on your show and you get to meet them up in person. And one of them that I really wanted to meet, uh, a few of them, was Don, uh, Donovan Thomas. He has, he was a guest on the, on the on a previous show here, and he has a podcast, a podcast divided. It's really cool show that y'all need to t- check him out and follow him. He's at Donovan Thomas. Uh, it was so awesome to meet him and his brother, uh, Vince Thomas Jr., and shout out to them because uh, he's going to be an uncle. Vince Thomas and his beautiful wife are going to have their first baby. So shout out to them. It was awesome news that Don broke on his social media. Uh, Nate Lewis, y'all that follow him, and Michigan fans, uh, Buckeye fans, every, any fan. I mean, this man travels from stadium to stadium. I had him a few weeks ago on my show at Nate lewis 77 seven, uh, the, the number's 77. Seven. Uh, he was there. It was absolutely amazing. Uh, Jarvie at MJJ underscore 616. He was cool. Uh shout out to WK WTKA uh 1050 um AM radio right there in Michigan. Ira, I got to meet him. Thank you, Michelle, for setting all that up at Michigan Insider, uh, is where you can follow them. And uh it wouldn't have all been possible to meet Ira and uh, the team at WTKA without this amazing man, uh Matt Misler at The Miz, M-I-Z, on air. Thank you so much for the VIP pass to uh, the Victor's Lounge. It was a good time. The food was amazing. The people were amazing. I know I keep saying amazing, but, you know, I'm throwing it out there because, I mean, Maize and Blue, I was right there on campus. So, uh, shout out to also Pam at Miss P underscore Mazed Out. And, of course, Lord Chuppington, uh the founder of All Things Tomato and Chup. Uh, Jim Boyle at Sports and Chup. He <laughs> He is absolutely incredible, one of, one of the kindest people that I've ever met. But it, tailgating, if you follow me, again, like I said, on uh, lovely, Marisa, lovely Marisa T. on Twitter, there's a cool story that I posted up about uh, the jerks and how they became the jerks in their tailgate. And uh, I got some photos up there, so check them out. But uh, like I said, the energy there, absolutely electric. Just to see that game, you know, we, I've watched so many of them on TV and, you know, you got commercials, and then you got the commentators that are talking. It's nothing beats a live game because you don't have any of that. You're surrounded by all these awesome fans that are cheering their team on. And not going to lie, it was a little bit nerve-wracking in the beginning because Michigan had a slow start. Um, you know, they did score it at seven, then they went up three. And, of course, silly me thinking, you know, towards the uh, – end of the second, getting ready to be halftime, you know, how you underestimate sometimes, like, well, well, they got this, they're almost in the red zone, they're getting ready to score, and all that, well, they only got three points, but then by the time I came back, I thought it was, you know, still at halftime, and it wasn't, it was still in the second quarter, and somehow Northwestern had scored seven points, so, uh, shout out, I didn't get hit, uh, the guy's name that was next to me, but he was, uh, you know, he had caught me up on all the action and everything else. Plus, he was letting me know what was going on in the other games uh, around the Big Ten and uh, the rest of the top 25. Uh, side note, nine overtimes, Penn State, I, uh, Illinois, nine. Uh, shout out to Illinois football team for pulling that victory out in that upset uh, against Penn State uh, at Penn State, at Happy Valley, which was uh, uh, pretty interesting in itself. But uh, I got to tell you, the from the band to – uh, seeing the team come out, you know, and tap the banner to Go Blue, you know, uh, uh, Maze Blue Support You, that banner that they tap uh, on the way out the tunnel, that was awesome to see. I got that footage up on, on my Twitter page as well as my Facebook uh, and my TikTok. And you, girl, like I said on the on the last episode, I'm trying to get into TikTok more and po- post up some more footage there. But uh, to see all that and the place happen in front of me. And just all the fans just cheering. It was just absolutely amazing to see uh, all of that happen and not have any commercial interruptions, you know. So it, it was pretty cool. The, the experience itself, uh, like I said, it was cold there. But, you know, you just kept... Every, I, I personally kept warm because I just kept, you know, popping up and jumping up. I don't think I sat... I think I sat down a couple of times uh, when it was like a TV timeout. Uh, and he immediately got back up uh, afterwards and, and uh, you know, just kept the energy going. And, uh, you know, just the cool thing about sports for me is that, you know, people show their fandom and they show their kindness and they show, you know, a, whether you were a Northwestern fan or you're a Michigan fan, you know, the observ- the observation that I took in is that, uh it, it, everybody was extending a hand out to everybody. And it was cool to see, you know, from the walk around through all the, the, the parking lot areas and the, the school that was at the Pioneer High School where there was more tailgaters and across from Pioneer High School, the, the amount of people that it wasn't just, you know, Michigan fans that were, you know, tailgating under their own tent, but they also had Northwestern fans that were there couple of Buckeye fans somehow, you know, creeped in there, but, you know, it is what it is. People in there, you know, trolling at its finest, but it was just amazing to see how many people didn't matter what team you were on. You know, everybody had food, and everybody was throwing around the, the old pigskin, and, you know, they're playing cornhole, and it, it, was, it was just absolutely awesome to see people just bond over, you know, the game of football, so that was pretty cool uh, uh, in itself, and so, uh, it was absolutely awesome. Um, the the pictures, you know, I keep like, I kept looking at these pictures and seeing how close I was to the players and how they looked on TV, because me, um, I... I, I you, you, if you watch so many games on TV, you're just like, in your head, you're like, okay, this player, this offensive lineman, this offensive tackle, this quarterback and everything else, you know, they're like this particular height and everything else. And you read the stats and all that on them. And, of course, the TV makes them look smaller until you see them up close. And you're like, my God, that guy is huge. Um, and uh, I think I, I put a picture up of Jeff Spate. Uh, and I mean, on TV, I've seen him, you know, be on the defensive line. And that's why I'm so hyped about our defense going into, uh, MSU this weekend. Uh, they're, they're massive. They're absolutely huge. I mean, this guy is six, five, and I think they listed him as three ten. and he was talking to his family and I happened to, you know, be standing up there and just seeing how tall he, he was or tall he is And I'm like, you know, looking at the rest of the defensive line throughout the game, you know, number 97, which they better, again, and I said it on the previous show, better give him all the awards, and that's Aiden Hutchinson, who had a couple of key plays throughout the game. Uh, It it was absolutely incredible to see these players up close. And so, as I mentioned, this is hate week, uh, and the amount of Sparty trolls that have come on my social media page has been absolutely outstanding. And I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, as long as, you know, people act right and all that. Of course, there's going to be trash talk. When is there not trash talk when it comes to your rivals? You have to have it. Um, this is the first time since 2010 where both of these teams are 7-0. and They're undefeated. Uh, Michigan sits at number six. Sparty sits at number eight. Um, right now, Mel Tucker is up 1-0 on Harbaugh. Um, and Mason uh, Blue is a four and a half point favorite. Now, when you look at these teams and over the past several weeks, uh, and as I pull it up on the computer here, there has there is some uh, some high some high moments, uh, should I say, throughout their uh, the last several games that they played uh, against their opponent. And my computer is going a little slow, y'all, so forgive me. Uh, so when I, I look at these teams and I see who their last opponents were. Somehow a picture of Paul Feinbaum jumped up, and that dude needs to stick to SEC. But anyways, so you're looking at the last of five of Michigan's opponents, we'll start from there because they're the visiting team. And the the last uh, two out of the teams that were on there on the, on the five, the last five they visited, the ones that were really close was Rutgers, where Michigan was dominating that game and then just forgot to come out in the second half, and the Rutgers kept it close, and they made – some key plays, you know, but the defense showed up in the fourth quarter, and, you know, that result, uh, Michigan won 20-13. And, and then Nebraska was another one. It was that night. Michigan has been known not to play so well at night. Uh, and Nebraska made it interesting. Um, for those that thought that, you know, we was going to go in there in pure domination and dominate, underestimated Nebraska, in my opinion. Uh, and that was a whole debate in itself. But, you know, uh, Michigan won that one, 32 to 29. And then you look at Spartan, uh, the Michigan State Spartans, and their only one that they had, actually a couple of them, the recent one against Indiana, where they won 20 to 15 at Indiana, and then at home against Nebraska. And again, Nebraska is that team that you do not want to underestimate, and they won that in overtime. It actually went into overtime with Sparty pulling that out by three points. Uh, and there was opportunities that Nebraska could have pulled that upset and uh didn't do it so you look I'm looking at the numbers I'm looking at the numbers and again I said you know our defense their offense you have Kenneth Walker III who was absolutely outstanding uh his name's floating around there for the Heisman Trophy um possibly to get to get uh this season depending on how Spartan does this weekend and of course they play Ohio State as well right so I'm looking at these numbers and um and Michigan State is at at the shoe this year. Um, later on in the schedule, and that's in November. So my concern is the quarterback situation for Michigan. And you got you got Cade McNamara, and you have JJ McCarthy, who I mean I got I have to go back to the the, the game that just passed when they played Northwestern, and it was in the fourth quarter, and JJ McCarthy looked like he was going to get dropped, and it was third and forever, and. Uh, he was a third down or fourth down, and he looked like he was going to get sacked. And how he scrambled out of there and just threw this pass uh, was absolutely outstanding. But, of course, it got called a penalty for illegal, I believe it was illegal offensive block in the back. Um, But, oh, my gosh, if it would have stuck. I mean, this kid is outstanding. Already got an outstanding arm, can run uh, very quick. You know, he takes risks with the ball and everything else. And fans, as soon as, you know, they see Cade mess up a couple of plays and all that, put J.J. in, put J.J., okay, listen, we're not coaches, we're not experts, we're not on the sidelines. Let the coaches coach, okay, whatever the results come out to be. Then the results come out to be, and they make the smart decision if they need to. Leave Cade in, pull Cade out, put in J.J., whatever. But I'm looking at Cade's numbers, 92 um, 92 of 146, 1,115 yards, five touchdowns, one interception, low for a quarterback. Does a lot of running up the middle. He hands it off to Hassan Haskins, hands it off to Blake Corum. Uh, those are usually his two aces in the hole uh, when it comes to that. Uh, and then you look at uh, Thorne uh, for Michigan State, 112 of 183, 1,701 yards. He's got 15 touchdowns, four interceptions. Okay, Both of these quarterbacks, I look at them, and Thorne has had some, some really uh, – amazing games he's he's had some uh, outstanding games where he's just in the pocket in the zone and of course his guy uh is is Kenneth Walker III who you know is is a, is a beast of a running back if you walked away from uh football today I can see him literally going into the first round which Michigan State has not had a uh a first round or, or pretty much a draft pick in, the, in a couple of years uh, of this caliber and he could easily go at least first no more than second round uh, that's how good this guy is and he's a he's a junior 510 uh, running back so uh, again four and a half point favorite my concern is Cade and the consistency as a quarterback and many people know and Michigan fans know it as well as experts as well as Paul Feinbaum who loves to talk about Jim Harbaugh and this Michigan team even though that he is on the SEC network, somehow he likes to dip into uh, first take and gives his two cents about hardball every so often when he can and get up on ESPN every so often when he can. It has not been a great situation when it comes to quarterbacks for Michigan uh, for the longest time. We haven't had that rock-solid, consistent, oh, my gosh, they're going to go and tear it up uh, every game all the time. It has been where he, we have been at the edge of our seats concerned, if this quarterback is going to make the plays. And Cade McNamara is one of those quarterbacks. Um, Got a bullet of an arm. Sometimes questioning the decision-making when it is running up the middle versus throwing it. Um, It did, again, you know, being there live versus seeing it on TV. On TV, you know, I can go and I can turn the channel. If I get frustrated, I can walk out of the room. Right there at the game, you're just like, Please don't throw an interception. Please don't throw an interception. Please don't fumble the ball. Which, uh, in that too, side note away from Cade, but we got to learn to hold on to the ball better because there was a couple of fumbles that Northwestern did um, uh, get when it was us driving and us either, one was in the red zone and the other one was close to the red zone and we fumbled the ball and uh, Northwestern, unfortunately, uh, fortunately, should I say, the defense uh, stopped it right there. But that is something that has to be controlled is just holding on to the ball and making sure that they, um, you know, capitalize on those plays. So I'm not going to lie. Your girl is a little bit nervous about going into Spartan Stadium. Um, I I have that concern, not so much for our defense. Um, You know, they just got to continue to play, you know, smart and, you know, not make the, the, the silly penalties and everything else and, and all that because the Big Ten referees love the Big Ten referee. Y- y'all that uh, follow Big Ten know what I'm talking about. Uh, but it has to be consistent. And you, Which Kate is going to show up? Um, how is he going to be? Will we see a J.J. McCarthy sighting? Um, how's the offense going to, to play? Is it going to be continuous wash, rinse, repeat when it's running up the middle versus throwing it? Uh, we'll, we shall see. Um, uh, it's gonna, uh, In my opinion, it's going to be closer than expected. Uh, this is a win that Michigan must have, um, and uh, I think that both teams are going to give it all they can handle uh, when it comes to that. It's supposed to be rainy that day, but I don't know if it's going to be rain in the morning or in the afternoon during the game. Who knows? Uh, both teams are used to the north uh, craziness of the weather anyway, so it doesn't matter Um, The angst, the hate, the animosity that these teams have, all for the love of Paul Bunyan and the Axe Trophy uh, is on the line. And again, the Spartans have it uh, from last year. Not last year. Yeah, last year, uh, the unfortunate short year uh, that they had. um, And like I said, Mel Tucker and his team went in there and uh, beat Michigan last year. So it should be an interesting game to watch. Um, I'm all for it. I, I really hope that it is a full competitive game. and You know, my Michigan heart is all for Michigan getting this win. Uh, and, you know, the hate week has already escalated and <laughs> the trash talk has begun. So shout out to all the Spartan fans that have been uh, all on my page, all on the DMs, all on my uh, website. heard that with Marisa.com. Y'all's uh, uh, comments has been absolutely laughable and hilarious. Keep it up. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, Very much so. Absolutely. And what's so funny, too, is that I've gotten support from Buckeye fans only for this game. Of course, you know that we play them uh, the week of Thanksgiving. And uh, I will have and you all have been so amazing of who I should have as a guest on this show. And surprisingly enough, Buckeye fans, of course, you want my husband to be on here. Uh, The husband is a Buckeye fan. So guess what? I'm going to have him on the show. Uh, my husband joked around, he said, let me talk to my age and I'll get back with you. He's a character in itself. So husband and I will be doing a show together the week of the Ohio State-Michigan game where Ohio State will be visiting Ann Arbor um, the week of Thanksgiving. So we will be doing a show together that should be um, an interesting one in itself. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Subscribe to the episodes at Marisa.com. Uh, All the fun will be, you know, or we may, you know, y'all will get a glimpse of how we talk to one another when it comes to sports. Because it's just absolutely hilarious. We do debate. We do argue and everything else. But uh, when it comes to Ohio State and Michigan, here's the funny thing. Side note before I have him on the show in the next several weeks. We don't sit in the same room. We can't. I can't. Uh, Obviously, Ohio State has dominated this rivalry for the longest time. I can't deal with, you know, all of his yelling and his cheers and his sympathy afterwards. And then he bribes me with dinner. And then I fall for it every single time because, you know, I have to eat the pain away of Michigan once again, not doing their job they're supposed to do by beating the Buckeyes. So uh, it should be a fun episode and I'm looking forward to it or maybe not looking forward to it. I know that some of you all that have mentioned having him on the show are truly looking forward to it. So, um, but it, it's it's going to be a good time. So, as you know, in the in the world of sports, you know, historical things have always happened. Whether uh, someone has played the historical game or broke a record of the longest yards, or I mean, it happened unfortunately to my Lions. Thank you, Justin Tucker, for the longest field goal in the NFL history and devastated my Lions. And thank you again for the thoughts and prayers as my Lions fall again. And it was, a, it, was, it was pretty good, it was a pretty decent game. Again, Jared Goff threw two interceptions that was just absolutely ridiculous at the wrong time. And so we lost to his old team, the Rams, uh, and our former quarterback, Matthew Stafford. And so we are still a team that is winless and as we host the Eagles this weekend coming up, and then we, you know, hopefully won't get trounced in the bye week. But who knows about that? But anyways, so Tom Brady threw his 600th touchdown. And there was, and, and, and Mike Evans scored the touchdown. It was Brady's 600th. Well, unbeknownst to Mike Evans, it was a historical moment. And he was so excited and caught up in the moment that he gave the game ball to uh, a Buccaneers fan, and it was awesome. It was a great moment, and the Buccaneers fan lost his mind, and uh, you know his friends right next to him, and they're all cheering, and he's getting pictures with it, and he's on his social media and all that stuff. Well, one of the fantastic staff members of the Buccaneers say, hey, Mike, did you realize you gave a fan the 600 ball? You need to go, we, we gotta go and get that back from him and negotiate. And Mike Evans like, oh my god, my bad. My bad, dog, I didn't realize that. So of course they go and they find the fan, uh, Byron Kennedy happened to find out who he is, and I believe he's on the medical. He's a residential medical uh, staff member uh, at a hospital there in, uh, I forgot what city they said, because uh, I was watching the interview on NFL Network uh, with Andrew Ciliano. I believe he called him a rando in a sombrero, because he was wearing a sun hat on uh, at the time. And so uh Long story short, if you were watching, you could see that the negotiation was happening and uh, listening to Byron talk about that with Andrew Siliano of the NFL Network. He had said, you know, originally, he's like, the person was talking to me saying, you know, we need to get that ball back. It's the 600 from Tom Brady. He's like, no, man, I'm not giving you the ball. And um was holding on to it and everything else. Well, he ended up giving the ball back, but there was, um, you know, some things that, was traded for it because now the value of the ball is between somewhere a half a million to $900,000 for the Brady ball. So it was floating around there that either it was going to stay in Tom Brady's house or it was going to go up for auction and Tom Brady was going to autograph it um, and who knows where the proceeds going from because the media immediately jumped on this story and wanted to find out who the fan was as they're watching the fan give the ball back and then everybody's like oh my god he's an idiot what are you doing all that. And so if you're watching Monday Night Football with Peyton and Eli, which, by the way, I recommend because it was absolutely gold last night, the guests that they had, especially Marshawn Lynch. Uh, They had Marshawn Lynch, Tom Brady, Sue Bird, and Drew Brees on there last night. And Tom Brady was on there and said that he should have held on to the ball and valued, you know, and made it be, you know, pretty much value the worth of it and everything else and played hardball with it. And so... And many people were siding with that, saying, man, he's stupid. He got rid of the ball and everything else. Well, Tom Brady on the show with Peyton and Eli on Monday Night Football had talked about that and said that he had, uh, that Byron ended up getting um, two signed Brady jerseys and a helmet. He got a signed Mike Evans jersey and game cleats. He got a $1,000 credit to the Buccaneers store. And he got two season tickets for the remainder of the 2021-2022 season. And what was not on the list is that he got a Bitcoin. Tom Brady gifted him a Bitcoin, and Bitcoin currently, I believe, is sitting right now at 63000 uh, for the Bitcoin. So I opened this up on my page, um, on the Marisa uh, garnier Tigney page. And I should have opened it up on Twitter, uh, but the comments were just absolutely gold that I was receiving from people that were following me. Um, and I asked him, I said, do you think that Byron Uh, Got a raw deal with this trade, handing back a ball that's worth now between $500,000 to $900,000 or no. And if you listen to the interview that Byron had with Andrew Ciliano, um, he's a true fan. Uh, He's a true fan and said, you know, it's Tom Brady. Uh, Of course, I'd give it back. You know, I mean, it's a historical ball and everything else um and you know and at the end Andrew Siliano's like you know if you want to renegotiate what would you renegotiate and he said around round of golf and it, where Andrew Siliano of course you know being you know how media is is like is that all is that all you want you know and so who knows if Byron's going to get that round the golf but he did get some pretty good stuff as well as the Bitcoin um that was gifted to him so I, I like some of the comments that that came through here my friend Pete um Pete Despotovich, and him and I go back years, uh, said basically it doesn't boil down to money, that he did the right thing as a fan. And, uh, you know, he 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 gave the ball back and, uh, you know, not expecting a monetary award is, is the right thing to do. Well, I had uh, my friend Jaron Mack, uh, who I had on the show and had a, an incredible episode. And we were talking about... Um, his his amazing son and the work that he does within the mental health community had talked about. The team would have needed me to cash. He said he the team would have needed to cash at me right then and there to get the ball back. Uh, I would have gave it back for like 70, 70 to 100k and season tickets. Uh, so <laughs> I, I thought that that was pretty interesting. Stephen Johnson, who does a lot of investing with Bitcoin and uh, all of that, had said that you know he should have taken the cash, but then he noticed it was a Bitcoin. So he's like. You know, disregard everything I said uh, about, you know, should have taken the cash and, you know, he's got a whole Bitcoin. Uh, my friend Aaron Bittner also said, you know, he got a Bitcoin. So it was like some people were saying, you know, he should have gave the ball without respected, expecting anything to return. Um, my friend Tom Shapiro basically said, hot take, he got too much, um, saying that all the stuff that was listed in the Bitcoin, that he should have been, you know, the true fan and in good deed, you know, giving the ball to Tom Brady without anything in return uh, because it was a milestone football. So, And then my nephew, you know, Elijah, had to chime in. He said, I would need the same entrance the players get to the building, sweet tickets for life with food and everything included. So uh, I appreciate everybody hitting me up on the wall and and getting their take there. Uh, The Hubs and I were talking about this the other night, and I I just think that – Sign merch because, you know, I'm all about, you know, meeting the player. I'm that kind of fan. You know, if I get the opportunity to meet my favorite player and they sign some merch for me and it goes into the she cave, um, that, that that's everything for me. Um, monetary stuff. I mean, if it ends up getting money for it, people that know me know that I'm a pay it forward type of person and I give it back to the community and that's how I am uh, when it comes to those things. So... Um, the Hubs was basically saying the exact same thing. You know, money is great. It's nice. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, it's your fandom that is, is important. And, and I really admire uh, Byron for what he said. You know, it's time, Brady, of course, you know, I'd give the ball back. You know, he did send, you know, hesitancy because what are the odds and what are the chances you are right there watching the game and you get handed a game ball? You know what I mean? What, what are the chances? It's, it's a rarity that you're right there at the right place at the right time, as he said. Um, and you got to pull it up and watch it um, when you uh, pull up his name, Byron uh, Kennedy. And um, he said he was at the right place at the right time and, you know, received the game ball. So, of course, it's exciting. I mean, if you get handed the game ball of your favorite player from your favorite team, yeah, you're going to get excited and caught up in a moment and protect that. A uh, ball at all costs. So uh, I, I commend him for what he did and everything else. And, you know, I don't think it was too much. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that was a part of the negotiations or they just gifted him those items and everything else. And then Tom Brady gifted him a Bitcoin because I know that Byron didn't ask for a Bitcoin. But to have that on top of it uh, was absolutely amazing. So uh, loyalty to your team, loyalty to your fan, you being a fan of your team, uh, me being a loyal fan of a team right now that's currently 0-7 I mean it's it's the sports in all of us y'all so I I, I absolutely uh appreciate when you see kind of stories like this and, and other things where you know and at the same token too I didn't know if y'all caught there was a moment where Tom Brady had with an amazing young kid uh that sir uh, I believe he said he was in remission from brain cancer and Tom Brady gave him a hat and it was just a beautiful moment. Um, and it, it was it was it was it was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. I believe the kid's name is Noah Reeb. Um, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, he was on um, uh, uh, CNN this morning with John Bierman. Um, and it, it was it was it was a great moment to see, you know, what true uh, gratitude and being a sports fan is all about. So that's why I love sports. I love uh, the rivalry. I love the camaraderie. I love the trash talk, but I also love that it brings everybody together. Where we don't have to act like a fool. Now, some people, yes, unfortunately, they take it way too far, and the Twitter fingers and the Instagram fingers, and they be saying some obnoxious stuff, and that's, you know, that's an automatic instant block. But when you got people that are from different walks of life, of different teams, and everything else, as I saw when I was in Ann Arbor this past weekend, um, and it didn't matter what. Sp- team you were rooting for just that it brought you know football brought everybody together and as i put up there hashtag football is family something that the nfl has put up for years it it truly is when you see a beautiful thing of a sport that can bring people together and so hopefully going into this week and this weekend um and i didn't say i i believe that michigan will pull off this win it's going to be closer than expected but again, your girl is nervous, so we'll see how it goes. And of course, I know that I'm going to be hearing from all sides of everywhere if Michigan State pulls this off, um, and I welcome it. Just don't be a fool and act obnoxious, and you know, go through go to to insults. I don't, I don't, I don't play that. She, she don't play that. Miss me on all of that. I don't, I don't do insults. Just state your case. And if you are, if you're a Michigan State fan and y'all win, you are more than welcome to hit me up at Marisa, uh heard that with uh, and come on the show and talk about your fandom. I mean, I'm about to have a Buckeye fan on my show, with my husband. So again, this show is based off of fans, of sports and movies, entertainment. And of course, you know, I talk about the serious stuff too, mental health and wellness, and I got some episodes that are gonna uh be coming up in the next uh, week or so that it's gonna be focused on that because we gotta make sure that we take care of our mental and we gotta make sure that we check in on each other and we gotta make sure we walk in kindness and be kind to one another. So thank you so much, y'all, for being for listening to me today on this amazing show. Follow me at, at lovely Marisa T on Twitter and Marisa Tigney Podcast on Instagram and on TikTok. Again, your girls trying it on TikTok, seeing how it goes as well as Facebook, Heard That with Marisa Tigney. So thank you so much. And as I always end the show, y'all be kind to one another. Take care and stay safe. And the know of new episodes that are coming up on the podcast at heardthatwithmarisa dot com. I'm also available on Instagram at marisa tigney podcast, on Twitter at lovely marisa t, as well as Facebook on a social media page. Heard that with Marisa Tigney. I appreciate your continued support.